Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of Quantity Radio. It's your girl Shaquan, aka Bitcoin. I think I think I'm about to start telling y'all to call me Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> me and my guest that's on today's show was actually just discussing that, so I think I'm gonna go with that from now on. But um, yes, I hope everybody's doing good, having a wonderful and positive week, and being productive. I know I have been, and your girl is tired, but um, that work is gonna get put in. Okay, honey. So, yes, on today's episode, I have a special guest, um, Aaron of A1 Plus One Academy. What's up? What's going on? What's going on? Glad to be here. Yes, sir. So, Aaron of A1 Plus One, he is a business consultant. We are talking all things business today. Um some personal, but mostly business. Um, he's going to give y'all some game. So you might want to listen up if you are a business owner, you want to become a business owner or an entrepreneur. This episode is definitely for you. Okay. So, um, and I'm going to have you uh, introduce yourself and, you know, give us a little backstory on you. All right. Well, definitely. <laughs> let's go let's get it sorry i'm a little nervous it's like i'm usually the person on the other side of these uh questions but it's fine so uh my name is aaron gilbert i'm the owner and founder of a1 plus one academy which is all things business and funnel creations um i've been an entrepreneur for the past seven and a half years now um i grew up on the south side of stockton let's get into my little bit of my background i grew up on the south side of stockton um, you know, um, outside dangerous place, man. Yeah, very <laughs> one of the, one of the most dangerous places in in, in Stockton. Yeah, actually, Conway Homes grew up there. Um, and you know, at the age of thirteen, I was shot and stabbed. Um, you know, so um, just you know, had a really tough tough background. You know, mom was my mother was paranoid schizophrenic, um, clinically depressed, um, but she fought through it to get us back. We, you know, we were taken by CPS. I think I was about five years old, me and my siblings. Wow. Taking my CPS and uh, moving to a foster care system. So much crazy stuff took place, you know, um, you know, molestation and, you know, abuse, verbal, physical. Uh, we were starved at times. And, you know, so it was a crazy, crazy upbringing. Um, and then uh, later on, my mother brought us, got us back. She got her health together, her mental health together and got us back and we moved in with her. And, you know, we still struggled a lot, you know, so welfare, SSI, uh, a lot of the typical, you know, black family growing up in the hood type situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's kind of what happened. And um, yeah, man. Uh, So it was me and my older sister, my little brother. So my little brother has a sickle cell. So uh, he was, he, he actually ended up staying in Sacramento with the foster parents because it was closer to UC Davis, which is one of the big hospitals near there. So they can provide better care for him because we can't afford to get back and forth to Sacramento like that. So it, although it sucked, but you know, it was best for him. And he best felt alive. So, yes. Yes. You know, so that's, that's the backstory. Uh, and then also, yeah. First person in my family in 25 years to graduate just high school. Um, wow. So, yeah, I know that's crazy. Uh, I didn't know that. I, I was I was asking all my cousins, and I'm like, I, none of my cousins graduated. I'm like, that's crazy. Like they're like, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years older than me. None of them graduated high school. I'm like, that's nuts. So you breaking that uh, generational curse right there. That's what it. I'm talking about. Broke it with a bat. And, mm-hmm. and the crazy part about it was, it wasn't even like I was trying to do that. I was because you didn't even know. Yeah, I didn't know. No, I just was like, oh, I'm going to school. My friends going to school, and I didn't want to look dumb. 
not graduate. <laughs> so, so that's really the only reason I did it. Right? Oh my god! So, yeah, you know, I, you know. So growing up, you know, I ran track, played football, and once one of the local, uh, you know, area, you know, athletes, uh, star athletes, you know, track and football. Uh, one small key fact: a lot of people didn't know this about me was I actually played badminton and, and oh. ping pong. Like I'm really good at those things. So. People see me like, oh, you're hella fast and track. Are you really going to football? I'm like, no, nah, see me on a ping pong table or see me on a Batman court. Okay, That's, it's a different, a different story. Beast. Yeah, <laughs> it's completely different. And I swim, and I swim, too. I love to swim. Uh, so I swim really well. Okay, let me just yeah. bring it real quick. Um, can you teach me how to swim? Because <laughs> I'm like, you break the stereotype. I'm over here setting the goddamn stereotype. Like, I need to learn how to swim. That's a damn shit. Like, well, that's, I really that's to easy. It's, it's, you know, so this, I'm going to tell you, now that's a good question because I'm going to teach you how to swim. Number one, yes, to answer that. Number two is uh, the reason I had, I learned how to swim was because I drowned. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, so, so I was like, I was embarrassed because at McKinley Park, you know, Southside Stockton, one of the only, only one of the only areas in our area that have a pool, sad. <laughs> But right. um, that was the park everybody went, right? Southside McKinley Park. Uh, and um, I was, I think I was, four, was I four years old? It was before we got took by CPS. So I was about three, three or four years old. Three, maybe three turning four. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, you know, they have a little, you know, the little lip, the little lip that you jump off of? Yeah. But I'm a kid. I'm only about two and a half feet tall or something like that. And I was holding onto the edge and I had really long hair. Now my hair used to be super long. I had the, I had the longest hair in my whole family. Let me find you at a Cat Williams farm. Do not let me no, find no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Cat Williams farm. But I have, so, so, my, so let me go back just a brief second. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, was a full-blood Indian. I don't know what kind yet. I don't mm-hmm. know. I got to get the rest of that information. So I wrote it in my book. I did research in the background of my book that I wrote. Um, but so my, my great-grandmother is full-blood Indian. My great-grandfather uh, I, you know, African American from Texas. Though they met in Texas, he met her on a reservation in Texas. Got oh. her off, and they ended up, you know, leaving. He had, you know, my grandmother, Miss Eleanor Leslie Wilson. And um, long story about that is he was a drunk and abusive. So um, his wife was like, one day she woke up, and a beautiful Indian lady woke up and told my grandmother. That you know she's going to go to the store, which is rare, because my grand my grandmother will always go with her. Mm-hmm. She, you know, you just say, "Hey, I'm going to the store." She ended up going back to her reservation, never came back. Wow! Yeah, and just left your so grandpa abusive. like that. Left, yeah, left my grandma. Yeah, left him and left my grandma at the time. Her daughter, yes. So, wow. um, yeah, that's crazy. So that's where the long hair. So all the boys in my family have the longest hair in the family. Like I, I had the longest. My little brother was second or third behind my nephew. And mm-hmm. my nephew had really, really long hair. So, yeah, my hair used to be down to my hips. So, it was like crazy. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. crazy. It's straight. It's super straight. Like You was out I'm, here. You know, was not playing out yeah, here. I was banging. With I, was banging. <laughs> I was banging on them. Banging back. So, when I, was in the, when I was in the fifth grade, I used to get teased because mm-hmm. I came back from, from the foster care system. And then I was with my mom. And then we were at this, you know, I went to Hazleton and uh, Taylor School. And Hazleton, all these, and one of my best friends, became <laughs> my best friend, used to tease me. I hated him at the time. He's like, oh, you look like a girl. You're a girl. And he pulled my hair. And like, all the other kids made jokes to me. Oh, is that a girl? Boy, I don't know. Like, so I went home crying that day. Hair. Yeah, I went home crying. And I said, cut it all off. And as soon as they, I went to the barber, boy, I felt them do that one chop. I, like, literally started crying. 
Like, what did I do? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so then after that, I was always involved or, you know, faded up. So that was that part of it. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure for telling your your backstory because, you know, not too many, especially um, African-American men will tell such, you know, detailed stories of their background, especially when it has to do with, you know, like I said, CPS and, you know, foster care, things like that, molestation. It's like, it's kind of like taboo to talk about those things. So I definitely appreciate you coming on the platform and speaking out about that and, you know, making others like know that, you know, just because you came from this, like you can't get to where I am right now. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You can't. Exactly. So, yeah, thank it's, it's, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad because you know, I'm not. For me, it's like we all got past. So I'm yeah. a complete open book. Like really, like I'm when I say I'm a complete open book. Anybody, just about anybody can come to me. If I mean, don't be coming to me crazy. But you know, I'm <laughs> like you know, once we get to a cooler conversation, I feel like feel you out. You know, I'm I'm open book. Ain't nothing to hide. Like you know, it is what it is. And you know, so I, I did wrote a, I did write a book about my life. So it's called This Is for My Real Ones: How to Better Understand the Struggles of Black Youth to encourage, motivate, and connect with them. Okay, and where uh, can we find that book at? So that book is almost done being published. So it's almost done. So once I get that link, um, actually, it's it's formyrealones.com. All right, so I got the I got the URL already. So it's the, the, the number four, my, M-Y, real ones, R-E-A-L, one, O-N-E-F.com. So that's okay. actually where it's going to be at. So once I get it published, um, I got it. I'm just about done. I'm going to go through my last edit, and then I'll be able to put that out there. Okay, so I'm definitely going to have to tap in with you. Um, that's what I said. I'm actually I'm, I'm asking the question, but I'm actually writing down answers, too, because I'm trying to grow my business as well. And I do eventually want to write a book on my life story. So, you know, I'm going to be tapping in with you about writing a book for myself. Yes, do that. Do that, most definitely. So, okay. So you are a business consultant. So we see what you come from. And now we're looking at you in 2021, a business consultant. Um, so tell me, how, how did you start A1 Plus One Academy? I know it's a background story to, you know, yeah. how you started. I know you just didn't pop out with the woodworks with it. You had to start from somewhere and build to what you have now. So go ahead and tell us about that. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. So, I, uh, <laughs> in 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. I was uh, working for Uber. I was, I was, um, I'm a board certified RMA and phlebotomist and I'm American Heart BLS instructor right now, currently. But I was only a phlebotomist and board certified RMA working in healthcare. So, I got my certificate in that and all that licensing and stuff. Uh, and then, so, but then I need some side money and that's when Lyft and Uber were getting bigger. So I thought, oh, this Uber stuff or this Lyft stuff, what is this? Let me check it out. So I started doing Lyft and I helped launch. I was a, one of the two top, top five pioneers to help pioneer Lyft in Stockton, California. Wow. And um, so I was like one of the, you know, top people. I stayed forever with the company for a few years. So, and I was giving, so this is how A1 started. So I, I ended up, <laughs> I remember starting as yesterday, it was crazy. I uh, picked up this young Mexican kid. I can't remember his name for the life of me. I'm, I'm still looking for him to this day. I'm still looking for his Instagram or anything. I um, I picked this young Mexican kid up. I was 26 at the time. Okay. And he was 23. And and I picked him. I picked him up. <laughs> it was crazy. Like literally, like down this down the street from. I'm laughing because I'm the story is so crazy. So. I picked him, he's like literally around the corner from my house and I was taking him from Stockton to Tracy. 
When I went to go pick him up, he had his bags. Now, he had some Louis Vuitton bags. Mm-hmm. So, like, and it was real Louis Vuitton bags. And uh, he had some, like, he had some uh, Red Monkey jeans and, like, some, Ooh, Red Monkey, know, you gotta some, take it back. He had some, <laughs> he had some crazy, like, shoes. Like, like uh, I think they were some some kind of shoes, whatever. Louis Vuitton, too, probably. And he had those little, what's up, the belts, the expensive belts. So, he had all this expensive stuff on. And I'm watching him watch me put his bags in the car. Nobody ever watches me put their bags in the car. Like that, that, if you, you know, obviously, so I'm looking at him, looking at me, trying to put the bag, and I'm looking like, is there a problem? And not rude, I'm just like, you know, what's what's going on? And I looked at the bag, and he's like, oh, can you kind of be careful with? It? I just got these bags. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, I'm whatever. I, you know, I, I come from the hood, so I don't really know what that stuff is anyway. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's that's Louis. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna let Louis. you know after the time. And that's okay. Boom, put him in the car. We get off. We get on the freeway. So we're driving from Stockton to Chase. It's about yeah, 25, 30 minute ride. And it's traffic. So I'm like, hey, you know, well, I'm like, now I know you got the Louis. And I see your, I know your Red Monkey pan. I know those cost a lot. And I know. I was like, what do you do for work? He's like, oh, I, I own a vape shop. So I'm like, um, oh, you, and I'm thinking in my head, you, like, how old are you, man? He's like, oh, I'm 23. So I automatically prejudged him. I said, oh, so you mean your parents got money and they own this? Vape shop. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't conceive a twenty-three-year-old doing that. Never mm-hmm. seen that. And he's like, "No, uh, no, I do it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I'm like, "Oh, he's still front. He's just acting like he, you know, you know, he's putting doves on it. It's probably his parents. He probably grew up with money, blah blah blah." And so I'm gonna dig without being rude. And I said, "Oh, you mean like like your parents own it and you kind of like work in there sometimes?" And then I could tell he was like, "Wow, really." Like you don't believe in me? Like I can't yeah. do this? Like... Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, like, no, I ain't never seen this. So he's like, no. So yeah, what happened was um, he starts telling me what, how, how this came about. And he said, no, I'm actually going, I'm, I'm going to Tracy to go pay my employees. Now mm. my head, my mind just blew up right there. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, my employees. And I'm like, oh, how many you got? He was like, oh, I got five. I'm like, what? And I'm like, okay. And he goes, then after that, I'm going to take another lift from Tracy to San Jose so I can catch the flight so I can go to, to Florida and open up two more vape shops. Wow. And that's exactly what I said. I'm like, wait, time out. Huh? What? Wow. And then I'm like, wait, I'm like, how old are you? He was like 23. And I'm like, what? Like, and I just, like, and I, at that very moment, so many questions started to fill my head. Like, what do you do? Like, how'd you do this? Like, how'd bro, you like, do it? Yeah. What's going on? Like, you're not slinging it. You're not, no. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's like, long story short, one of his aunts who owned a restaurant in San Jose, um, he, they, they started letting him use that shop for like, like game nights. And then they started doing hookah in there. And then he started charging the $5 and then $5 from 10. And then people started, you know, so, okay, let's run out the controllers. Let's run out, let's have game night and hookah. And then it would, sometimes like people, oh, I just want to just use it for hookah. Can we use it for hookah event? So then it's okay, twenty dollars for hookah. And then they already had twenty, thirty hookah. So then it became a hookah spot. And then they went to vape. And then that's kind of how it fell into to his lap. So he had his first shop was in um, San Jose, and he his other aunt and Tracy is like, well, I'm trying to sell my shop. You got fifty thousand dollars. You can have this. He paid wow. her, passed her out, and he got another one. And then he said after that, it was it was you know it was up from there. So we're riding, and I said, okay, man, I said, look, how, like, how do you do that? That's crazy. And he goes, so, he goes, do you read? And I said, I'm, I said, be honest, like, no, I didn't read. I did not read. Not outside of college material that made you read. 
Mm-hmm. So he said, I want you to, okay, so I know you're not going to read it, so go to YouTube and watch The Secret. And he's like, after you get, get my number down and then call me. He's like, don't, nothing else feels good, but you have to believe in yourself. He said, I don't care what nobody tells you. Believe fully and whatever you want, you can go get it. And, he's exactly. like, and that was it. So I'm, we had a little small conversation in between there and there. Got his information. Went home. That, like, when I dropped him off, after I think I was done working that night, I went home, I put on the YouTube secret, and I sat there, I took notes, and my whole world changed from that very point on. And so I started, I text him, like, hey, like, is this real? I'm like, he's like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, what if you ever, so the next day, he's like, we called, we spoke. He said, hey, what do you want to do? What are you good at? He said, what are you good at that you know that you're good at that most people aren't? So I was like, I don't really know. So I got I to gotta stop thinking about this. So I stopped all of that. He said, call me back in a week. He said, You'll figure it out. And I was sitting there like, man, what am I good at? So I always get compliments on my dressing grooming because I'm always dressing nice. And um, I love fashion. And then, I, and then also every job I've applied for, I've gotten. And I said, so I think I know how to interview really well. And I know how to write resumes really well. So that's what A1 plus one originally started was, was being it's called A1 plus one. Actually, it was started as A1 plus one personalized services, helping young minorities young men how to learn how to dress and groom themselves, get ready for job preparedness, teaching them resume building, and then also interviewing skills and etiquette just to get them in the door and to show them like, hey, you know, even though you're from this place, you can do more, right? So that's how A1 Plus One got its start back in 2015. Okay, what? Look at you, getting people ready for the jobs and, you know, telling these young black men like, look, you know, I know you came from me, but I came from this background too. So, you know, you can go out there, you can get this job. You just got to get it together. Because that's how you said, you know, as soon as you, you know, leave the house, it's like, oh, I got to go out here. I got to slang this and I got to do this or I got to do this Mm -hmm. or get money from females. or No, you can get dressed and you can learn some things and you can go out there and you can get you a job on your own. You have it in you. You just got to bring it out of you. Exactly. Exactly. And it's crazy because I remember the first time I put on a suit and tie, like a full suit and tie outside of, you know, playing playing high school football that makes you wear a tie and so it's mm-hmm. different when you're a little older when you're 19 20 21 and you put on a suit and tie you walk through the mall you get treated completely different than you would when you wearing your normal you know white tee blue jeans and nikes or you know whatever exactly. your, your drip your drip shirt with your pants hanging they're all automatically suspicious now it's like i walked in the mall i, I kid you not i'm not playing with you i remember I, like, it was yesterday i walked in the mall i had my suit on and i forgot why i was going to the mall I was going to do something. Walked in there with suit and tie on. It was suited and booted. And I just was going to get something simple. And the first time ever, I walked through the mall. And, like, every every one of those people, you know, in the perfume sections and the and the and uh, they all stopped. Hey, do you want to try this? And, hey, oh, my God, sir, you look like, do you want to try this ring on? Do you want to try this jewelry? Do you want to? The women were looking at me different. They was you like, was looking oh, like money. Yeah, I was like, and I had no money. <laughs> was hey, was looking way. like it. Okay. I was looking like it. But I seen the, that, it, that always stuck with me. So every opportunity I got, I was like, I want to dress up because I got treated better and I'm already black. So it's like, dang, mm-hmm. you know, I can get treated like this or I can get treated like this. Depending if I'm wearing, you know. And so you kind of find a balance of like, okay, well, where do you lose yourself? Or what do you do? Like, when do you put on? Well, you know, we're black. We, we know when to put on and when not. Yes. That's just the truth about it. So I learned to, you know, get in where I need to, to get what I, you know, what I need. 
and work the system as best as possible because the system doesn't care about us, right? And, and you know, use that to further so uh, the advancement of our people, right? So, like the Robin Hood concept. Okay, okay. So, well, yeah, you definitely uh, get treated differently. I can agree with that. When you dress up, then when you just have on some regular gear, you know, they expect you to dress like that, whatever. But when you come in looking like money, they're going to treat you way mm-hmm. totally different. You know, the spread level goes up. Especially from other minorities as well, like you said, exactly. like you coming in yeah. there like, "Oh, sir, you want to do this? You want that? You want this?" Yeah, I'm looking like something, ain't I? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. What it okay. Is. Yes. So, um, yeah. so now you you explained the story on how you you started your business and the background of the business. So now you um you went from helping people get ready for jobs to helping people that want to be entrepreneurs and not even be in the job mm-hmm. world. They want to do their own thing. So you you're helping people start launch and grow their business so i want to get into that but i want to say first um you know if you're an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur please listen up turn this up in your radio or turn this up in your headphones like wherever you're listening to it out uh, how easy is it to start a business um it's and, and also, also uh, real quick i just want to say first before before you start, I, I feel you really have to want it. Don't just listen to this information, you know, and just put it in your back pocket. I feel like you really have to believe in yourself. That's that's number one. You have to have that drive and determination, you know, to really want to go out there and get it on your own and, and make something for you and your family and for yourself and build your name and build your brand. So um, go ahead, Aaron, and tell us how easy is it to start your own business? Yeah, man, like you said, the one number one thing you said was, you have to have the will and the desire, right? It, it's mm-hmm. something that me and my guys, we're part of the woes, we're part of the woes, wealth over everything spot, and we preach this to everybody. It's mindset. You have to have a mindset shift. Something has to not make sense. So, like, I was working in, I was working for a company last year, January, February, March, April. So, all the way from 20, January to March of 2020, the pandemic, all that stuff took place. Mm-hmm. Right before it took place, I was getting paid really good money, like really good money. Most people like almost got paid like almost like a nurse, basically. And I'm not on that level, basically. My training, I'm not supposed to be getting that much. And um, get paid great money. Uh, and I got a gas stipend, which they only sent me almost a thousand dollars a week in gas. I have a little little Toyota Xion uh, XB. It only take not even one hundred and fifty dollars a week. But that's how I'm like, I'm over here balling off of just my little gas stuff. <laughs> so, like, that's not even my check. My checks is nice. But to, like, you, something, something in your mind or in your life has had to happen to where you're fed up, to where you're like, I can't, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not worth it. Um, and you have to have determination to be like, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to go get it however I can. So, entrepreneurs, we're not normal people. We're not. It's not for everybody. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, but it's one of the most rewarding things that you'll ever do because you'll never know how far you can go till you push yourself. So mindset has to be there. Like, um, it's not normal to leave a job that's paying you a steady income. Sometimes people leave in really good jobs. um, For most business, 90% of businesses fell within the first five years. So -hmm. that's not normal to have a mindset to be like, you know, I think I might make this work. Or I'm even, you have the confidence to know it's going to work, but you don't have the data and the proof to show it's going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So mindset is first. Number one, you got to have that com- completely. Done. So if you're listening to this, you guys, um, it, you, you can't have a, a, a plan B. 
Like it, nope, no plan B's. It's only plan A plan. has to work. And you gotta make it work. And that's where a lot of entrepreneurs fail first. It's not. It's having a fallback. And now you know some some people who can do it, they can do it. Um, I I think really, when I when I say that, I don't mean it to be malicious or anything like that. Because some people do have to work. So I I just think that more women are better at it than men. Um, I think that I believe that women are better at task switching than the men are. So I don't believe in multitasking. Multitasking is not a real thing. The brain can't do two things at once. It's, it's already scientifically proven. But I do believe in task switching really fast and really good. So I believe most men are not good at task switching like females are. And you guys are just really, really good at that. You know, that's why you guys are compliments, right? And we compliment you guys as well. So uh, yes, it's extremely easy to start a business. Like, I, man, like I can't stress how easy it is. It's so easy. I really wish more people would actually start more businesses. That's, you know, America was built on that entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship exactly. itself was, I mean, okay, outside of slavery. But after yeah, that, outside it of was, that yeah, it was, yeah, after that, it was uh, entrepreneurship. So we know about Tulsa, right? We know about all the different places where entrepreneurship was booming, banging, right? And then mm-hmm. America itself. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of walk through how can someone can start a business. So I'll uh, basically go, what I did first and then what I know now and then what can help people. So first, what I did when I first started my business was, first of all, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, number one. <laughs> I <had> no clue. <laughs> Nobody I Googled, knows what they're doing. I they Googled and YouTube. Yeah, I Googled YouTube, everything. One of my friends like, hey, start this business, blah, blah, blah. So A1, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So number one, you have to research your business name. And even before that, you have to research your industry. What do you, you have to know what kind of industry that you're getting into. So, so market research is first, right? Okay. So before you, I tell you do anything, I tell you do market research, okay? That means if you want to um, be a consultant, now you have to go, okay, what kind of consultant do you want to be, right? What kind of skills and knowledge do you have to, to be a consultant? Do you have any certifications? You don't necessarily need those certifications, but do you, will a specific big major company that you want to get into may need a certain type of certification for you, right? Um, then you want to look at your competition. I tell everybody, all my students, I say, uh, hey, guys, uh, make sure that you go and look at three of the top um, uh, competition that are doing the same exact thing, very close to what you're doing, and then look at their website, right? Order something from them if you can, because you want to see what kind of products and qualities and services that they're offering. Mm-hmm. You know, how's their customer service? You know, when did somebody answer the phone right away? Did they, did they answer email right away? How long did it take for them to answer email? What was their website like? Did it, was it a WordPress? Was it a Wix? Was it a funnel? Right. You need to understand these things because you're going to, if they're doing three or four or 10 times better than what you're doing, or if they're in the top three, then you need to imitate closely what those top three people are doing. So before you do anything else, go in, do your research, go evaluate the competition. And this is going to help you to come in at ground level and to be able to emulate those top three people. And now that's going to put you at at least a top 20, a top 20 or top 30 just by emulating this top three, right? Because you're not going to get in the top 10 because there's some kinks you got to work out in your business. But it's going to catapult you a pull. It's going to catapult you ahead of somebody that didn't do any research, that just jumped in and, you know, they threw money at advertising and they thought it was going to work and sometimes it doesn't, okay? So market research is first. In that market research, you're also going to go and Google, you're going to find your business name. So you need to know, you know, you don't want to get sued by taking somebody else's name. So you're going to Google search your business name. When you're Google searching your business name, 
uh, make sure it doesn't pop up, right? If it pops up in, in on Google, then that means the name is taken. You can't use it. If nothing pops up, you keep pressing the enter button because people are like, well, oh, it didn't pop up, so I don't know if I can take it. No, that means it's probably not taken. So um, go ahead and press the enter button. If there's nothing there, you can use that name. So after you do that, so before you decide to get that name, just write that name down and then go to irs.gov and then there's going to be a search tab in like the right-hand corner. And then you type the same name in because there's a federal database and then there's a state local database. So federally, a company may not be registered or may or may not be registered. And then also same thing in the city or state. So people think like, oh, well, there's, there's, there's like A1, there's A1 cuts, right? Um, and I think they're like a barbershop or something like that. And then there was, I seen a thing called A1 cuts, but they were like um, a steel manufacturer, right? Mm. And okay. so it's like one of them is not registered with the federal database, one of them is. And then it's not, it's not a, if they're not in the same category, so if it's A1 cuts, right, which is a barber, and the A1 cuts, which is a steel manufacturer, that's fine. That's okay. You can keep the same name. But if it's the same barber, like both barbers, the one, whoever had it first can sue that person for intellectual property name rights. Okay, so yeah. you got to do that kind of research. So now you got your business name. I think your business name is really one of the most important things after you do your market research. You got to have your business name and stuff like that. So get your business name. Next, what you want to do after that, I'm giving you guys step by step. So if you're not listening, man, you got to come back and listen to it, right? Pen so and next, paper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so next, what you're going to do is you're going to, now you have your business name. You're going to go to www.google.com forward slash domains. You're going to go purchase. So the name that you picked for your business, you want to put that in your domain. And Google is usually pretty good with it. Sometimes you may have to have like dot, instead of .com at the end, it'll be dot org or not, not .org. .org is more for uh, nonprofits. Um, but .net, .us, you know, .me, things like that, .biz. So A1 plus one dot com was free because nobody had that name so i've had it about four or five years now so um, that's how you find that's how you find your business name and you purchase it it's usually about twelve dollars and they re-automatically renew it every year i tell everybody go google now you can do you can do my you can go to GoDaddy, you can do wordpress you can do wix there's so many different new platforms out there but i stick to google because it's one of the top and it's always going to be the top like as far when it comes to starting business because there's things that you're going to use with Google My Business. There's so many more apps that they have to start your business, okay? So you've done your market research. Now you've got your business name. That's locked and loaded. Nobody can take that from you. Now what you're going to do is you're going to go to your county recorder's office. Now, if you, there's two routes to this. Number one, if you're going to, if you feel like, you know, you don't know how much you're going to make in a year, you want to try it out, you want to try it, like I'd say try your business for six months to a year, go be a sole, sole proprietor. That means you're going to go to your county recorder's office in your state, and then they're going to give you a form to fill out. It's called a DBA, doing business as, or a fictitious business name statement, fictitious business name statement. And you get that, fill it out. Uh, in California, in our city, it's usually about $41. And uh, it's super simple. It's, it tells you everything you need to know. So you may be a starting brand new company. Um, get that paperwork, fill it out. They're going to have you put it in a newspaper article after you pay your little $41. Then they're gonna have you put it in a newspaper article. Most of the time, that's what they do. To let the public know that you're doing business as, you know, so Aaron is doing business as A1 plus one 
com A One Plus One Academy. So that lets the, that lets the public know, and it gives a little bit of advertising too. Right. So now you have your market research. You know who your competition is. You're gonna emulate them closely. You got your business name. Now you have your domain name next. Now you have um, your business is actually registered with your state now. So now you can take that paper after after I think it's like a four week or something like that. It's like I don't know, it's like two weeks or four weeks. You're gonna get a paper from them, and they're gonna that's gonna allow you to go open up your business banking account. Okay, so we're already moving this, and this can be done like most of the stuff can be done within literally a week. Uh, sometimes I've I've done it in 24 to 40 hours myself. So they'll give you a little stamp of approval. They'll give you a copy. You'll get open your bank business banking account now. BBVA Compass. Um, they have free business banking. So I tell a lot of people, hey, go there. You don't have to have a whole bunch of money. If you don't have a lot of money, if you do have money, I'd go to Chase, go to Wells Fargo, go to a credit union that you may have and ask them what are their, their business banking like and, and go ahead and set that up. So okay. um, those are the things that you do first, right? Now you have a real established business. Um, you have your DBA. You're able to have your business banking. Uh, and then... Uh, after that, you obviously want to get a website, right? So now, so I go back to Google because Google, once you get the domain name, it's going to allow you to have free access to Google My Business. Um, and that's going to be able to allow you to create a free website through there. Uh, and then everybody Googles everything anyway. So Google My Business app is a great app to have. If you don't have it, download it now and put your business on there. Um, so Google My, Google My Business app, okay? Uh, and that's going to allow you to create like a, a free website until you get up, until you, you can get some capital to have somebody create you another website or, you know, a WordPress site or, you know, a click funnel or, or a landing page, something like that, a funnel. So that's kind of those are the exact first steps that I tell my clients to take um, when it comes to those who are unsure of or they don't have a lot of business acumen in the beginning. OK, OK. Ooh, that was uh, lots of information, and I was writing it down. That's all so quiet, y'all. I was writing it down myself, so I am taking notes. Um, I'm always a student, so I'm taking notes over here and wrote all that down. So you gonna have your your market research, okay, your business name, competition, your Google domain, the account recorder office, okay. Then you have a business bank. Child, I'm taking notes. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I'm That's taking good. my That's notes. Good. And so that was how to basically um, start um, your business. Now you want to go ahead and explain how to go ahead and launch your business. Once you have all those steps taken care of and you're ready to launch your business, let's get into that. Let's go. All right. So now here comes the the challenging fun part because, you know, launching has a lot, a lot of stuff to do in there. So when I tell people like to launch, what you want to do is obviously you want to start building up your business infrastructure. Okay. So um, that means you're going to have to know what your profits and losses margins are, right? How much, a lot of people have a struggle, a lot of new entrepreneurs struggle with how much to price their, their services at. But if you did your market research, you'll have a, a guesstimate of where you're going to come in at. Right. So let's take my, let's take a one plus one, for example, right. Mm-hmm. So all of our most of our most of my stuff is digital uh, or I have close to no overhead. I have an ebook, right? Which and this is I'm basically giving you guys everything that's in my ebook. So if you guys want to order the ebook after, great, I'll give you a link for that. You guys can listen to that. Grab the ebook. It's I think it's only forty seven dollars right now or something like that. Uh, super great book called Launch Right. It's called Launch Right. How to Launch Right. <laughs> so okay. uh, I'm telling everything in there. It has direct links and stuff like that. So. Um, 
you, you want to know your prices, right? You want to know what it is that you're doing. So I'll take one of my prices. So I, I teach people how to launch a business. I have a four-week coaching, right? And that's um, is $997. So in that, I have to understand how much time am I going to be spending with this person or these people, if it's a group of people. Um, so you got to minus that. You think about hourly time. Uh, any resources that I need to give them, any overhead, any merchandise that I need to send out, which is none right now. Um, and so basically I have almost no overhead because I've already built out a system that's all digital and they're getting all this digital content, right? So, uh, and we meet once a week for four weeks. Uh, actually, we meet, I'm sorry, we meet twice a week for four weeks. Uh, every Monday, is, Monday at 6 p.m. is going to be, it's a uh, coaching call we go over questions and I give out the, the weekly agenda the week before. So you, you get to do your assignments ahead of time. And this is all interactive. We show you the same thing, how to start, grow, launch your business. So in launching your business, what you need to do is you need to, you need to set up your, um, you really need to set up a few things. Number one, you set up your social media pages. I tell them that the bare minimum is Facebook and Instagram, the bare minimum. If It depends on what you're doing. So if you're trying to be a podcast or something like that, you're probably going to need uh, you, I recommend YouTube, you know, you got to have your anchor set up or your Spotify or whatever app you're using, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And if you're doing a service-based business where it's all digital, right, you're going to need, you're more likely going to need a funnel, right, or, or some kind of website funnel, um, email, autoresponders, creation, stuff like that. Um, you're going to need some kind of ebook. You're going to need some kind of um, payment system. You always need your payment systems because how do you get paid, Right. So there's Square, there's, um, what else? There's Clover, there's uh, Stripe. Most people are using Stripe right now because it's, it's simple, it's easy to use. So set up your payment processors, number one, so you can start getting paid. Um, get your, get your, your, your branding going, right? Get your logos done, right? You got to get a logo. You can get them and create them for free on Canva. You can go to yes. Fiverr, right? F-I-V-E-R-R.com, Fiverr.com to get people to create a logo. Super nice for you, really fast. It takes like you know, one or two days. You'll pay them like 10 to 20 to 50 bucks, depending on what it is. And uh, they'll get a nice logo for you. You want to put your logo on everything that you touch, right? If you want to get shirts, get shirts with your logos on it. Get hats, get stickers, get your business cards, uh, get your brochures, your pamphlets, all those things. Brand it because, and then you also wear your brand, speak about your brand every day. And one thing that y'all don't, that I encourage everyone to do is don't speak about your business like it's a side hustle. It's not a side hustle. It's a real legitimate business. Once yes. you sign those, once you sign those state papers, it's you're, you're held accountable as a real business entity. So you can get sued like a real business. So it's not no little business. <laughs> no, you don't put little in front of my business. <laughs> exactly. Right. Not at all. Ain't nothing little about it. So now you have those things, you have your, your brand. Um, next, obviously, the website, right? Uh, if you're going to do most things. So one thing that we do, we also specialize in funnels. So I use SamCart. I tell everybody, go to my page, go sign up for a 14-day free trial, uh, and get SamCart. It's one of the most elegant, nice funnel creation services that are out there, easy for people to use. Now, what is a funnel? Like, uh, so, sorry, tell me what that no, is. No, it's good. So it's good. Yeah, good question. A lot of people don't know what a funnel is. So a funnel is a systematic way of walking people through a sales process. So if you've ever been on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube and, you know, they have an ad, right? First thing you see is an ad, whether it's a, a screenshot or if it's a meme and it says click below to get, well, or click the link in the bio, right? Mm-hmm. Then it takes you to their bio. 
And then and once you click on the bio, it's a big title at the top screaming at you saying, stop here, or do you want to learn how to X, Y, and Z? All right, don't look any further. And it's a video under it, and it's a person explaining what it is that they're doing, why you're here on this page. And I'll tell you to read the rest of the ad copy under it, and you scroll down, you can you know, put your name and email in, so it's, you know, collect your email. If you want to make a purchase, you can make your purchase right, right there, right? So then after you make that purchase, so it was like $7, $27, or $99, or $150, and then you'll bounce you to the next page automatically once you're done, right? You're like, oh, cool, I made this little purchase. This is interesting. I want to make it, you know, $27 ain't nothing to me. I'll go buy that. Boom. It takes you to the next page, right? The next page is an upsell. They're like, hey, it's like Burger King McDonald's. Hey, would you like to make this a large, extra large for $1.50? So mm. same thing with your products, right? So, hey, would you like to learn how to, you know, build a funnel in two days? And then go ahead and click here. It's only going to cost you another $100, right? And then somebody say, yeah, I do want it. It's going to click them over, take them to a thank you page. They bought. So they originally got there for one thing from your ad, from the original ad that they had seen on Instagram, YouTube, or, or Facebook. Now they just spent $27 with you. You asked them, did they want to upgrade? For another hundred and fifty dollars or hundred dollars, they say yes, and now you thank them. Okay, boom! Or you give them now you give them one more one more upsell because you never know they might be ready to move. They say, hey, I have this four week coaching now. Would you like to join us for this four week coaching? It's only an additional, you know, and you give them some kind of discount, and it's only five hundred ninety nine dollars. Like, oh, that's under a thousand dollars I spent. I'll do this four week coaching. Yeah, it makes sense. But if you never ask the people, if you don't have those funnels set in place. To ask those questions, you'll never know who can come in and who, who has your money and the people are willing to spend that money right now. So that's what a funnel looks like. It's basically a way that you systematically walk people through, that you provide them some kind of value. Right? You're going to add, add value to them, whether it's a YouTube video on your, on your landing page, you know, giving them a case study, give them a free ebook, give them some free resources, and then it takes them and then boom, they build trust. Now they believe who you are. They believe in your product to some degree. And they just bought something for you, right? And then you offer them, hey, would you like to upgrade this for another $100? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, I got another $100. Boom. And then ask them again, hey, do you want to learn how to, I can show you one-on-one how to do this. Okay, another $997 or $500 on top of that. Uh, you know, how many people are going to say yes compared to how many people say no? It doesn't matter because that's extra money coming into your business. Exactly. No right? matter how, don't think about the no's, think about the yeses. <laughs> yeah, because all you need is, is, is one or two. And that's the difference between, you know, $1,000 and, you know, $10,000 a month, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what a funnel is. So I think everybody should have a funnel in place. Uh, if you guys know what a funnel is and you, like, you've been thinking about getting one and you're confused, I, we do free funnel consultations. Or we do, like, like a website. Um, we'll do a website evaluation and we'll kind of look at your website and then we'll see how we can implement your website into and turn it comments into a funnel for you. Um, otherwise, we'll build out a whole new funnel for you and kind of go from there. And most of our funnels are converting at about, I think, between seven and twelve and a half percent, which the normal funnel barely converts at two to two two and a half percent. Like those are low numbers, but we're talking about having you know a thousand plus um, emails out of a thousand, you get seventeen percent. Mm -hmm. That's and you have a nice. Uh, uh. So one thing I tell people is to build a low ticket if you're doing service based business. Build a low ticket item, so between twenty seven to ninety nine dollars. Um, a mid ticket, you know, two ninety seven to four ninety seven, and then a high ticket, nine ninety seven, and up. 
So it can be uh, $1,500. It can be $2,400, $2,499. It can be $3,499, $5,499, you know. So $4,099, sorry. Um, yeah, if you build those three things, do you always have an offer to extend um, and, and, and get those upsells, right? So that's why I tell everybody who's doing service business. Now, if you're doing product-based business, um, then you're going to want to have upsells on your products. So there's a girl who sells, um, one of my clients, she sells um, beauty supplies, beauty supplies, uh, luxury beauty supplies. So Remy Ma, Bobby Boss, um, Brazilian. I know this because I helped one of my friends start up his, uh, one of my most successful clients, he has a beauty supply hair store. He makes about $27,000 a month. Ooh. And yeah, he's making buku money. It's crazy. And um, yeah, so I only know those things because I helped them start it up. I have to kind of some of the stuff of the business so she sells luxury beauty supplies products so she's like well i don't know what a funnel is how can i how can i sell things that's okay you can start off something small right get somebody like a free eyelash you know free eyelash kit boom and then or yeah whatever a free eyelash kit a free mirror right boom and then or tweezers then upgrade them hey would you like to would you like to add these you know magnetic eyelashes for another 7.99 or 19.99 and then after that, oh, hey, by the way, you know, would you like to try these different kinds of hair pieces? You can, you're going to have to play with it, right? Uh, get this all in a bundle for, boom, and give them a big discount. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how you work it. And that's yeah. kind of, you know, that's how a funnel works. You know, you don't know until you ask. Exactly. I think that's pretty dope, too. Like you said, they're already starting off trusting you because you gave them something free. You didn't have to give them that. So you start yeah. off giving them something. It's like, okay, well, you're pretty cool. You're all right. And now it's like, oh, you want to buy this? Okay, I might buy this. You just gave me something new. So I'm getting more for my money because you already gave me this. Mm-hmm. And then so on and so forth. So I think that's pretty dope. I never knew what a funnel was. And now I do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now you're you looking for funnels all day. Like, right, right. Now I'm about to funnels. Okay, let me. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So now you, have, now you have those things, right? You have your funnel in place. You have your website or funnel. I, I, honestly, I don't have a website. We have a funnel. That's just what it is because it sells converts better than a website. Okay. Um, so you have those things set up. You have your business banking. You have your prices set. Uh, all that good stuff. Now you have to set up your your, your social media accounts, right? And you got to start building traction to them. You wanna you wanna engage as much as possible, right? You wanna be having like a lot of organic or engagement. Um, it it can be tough building up a new page, new brand. Don't get me wrong. It's it's really tough actually. But just stay consistent. You know, you got to do your best to keep up with the algorithm. The algorithm is an ever-changing data system from Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. It's always changing. Don't ask me why they do it. Nobody really knows. We don't know why we – well, I don't know why we even allow them to let us do that to us. Like, I think they keep changing it because I feel like, okay, this okay, this method has worked so far. Let's try another method to get even more people – you know, engage instead of on, on their platform. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it's, time to build a, it's time to build a whole new app for a whole bunch of different people. Cause, uh, Let's do it. People doing that, all right. <laughs> so, so next is, so now you're doing those things and you're building anticipation, start posting your stories, right? Uh, and tell all your friends on Facebook and buy all your friends to your business pages. Most of your friends will, will support you in some kind of way in your first business endeavor. Um, that's usually what happens. Your second and the third and fourth and fifth ones, they probably not going to, they're tired of you by then. But at least for the first one, you get to check and see, check, check temperatures. And mm-hmm. then you want to, um, you know, hey, invite everybody on from Facebook, invite everybody from uh, Instagram. You do want to do your best to go live three times a week. And that's one of the part of the new algorithms on Instagram. 
uh, you can you can always upload the videos and make sure you're linking your Facebook and Instagram together. So when you're making a post, it posts to Facebook and Instagram, right? And then uh, do your best to post on YouTube as much as possible and get a nice little um, caption, okay? Uh, and then so now it's time for you to start the preparation to launch your business. So set an official launch date and, you know, market at least two weeks up, two to three weeks up ahead of that. If you're in brick and mortar, make sure you, you know, get all your flyers, get all, every, keep sending everybody, right? Um, and then if you're on social media, whatever, are all digital products and you want the same thing, keep posting on your stories every day about what you're doing. When's the grand opening? Put a little countdown timer, right? We all seen the countdown timers or something on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just always like highlight and promote it as much as possible. Uh, and then you'll be able to launch once the day comes, launch, and then you know, make your launch a beautiful day, right? Uh, that's, that's how you launch a business. It's just really that simple. There's a lot more intricate pieces in there. But that's yeah, you, the majority you, you're of giving you us do. all what we need. Yeah, that's that's um. So that's yeah. I heard that. That's how you launch your business. Okay, and we're gonna go into how how you can so how can you grow your business once you've already started your business, you launched it, everything's you know into play. You know, you're active. Um, how do you grow? So it's like okay, my business is not getting as much customers as it used to, or it's not getting you know. Was is that where the funnel would come in too to maybe yeah, like that's, grow your that's business? Exactly. So how you get your business to grow, you guys? Type in www.a1plus1.com and let me help you. That's it. No, but so yeah, nine time is, is traffic. You have most people have a traffic issue, which is not getting enough of it, right? People not enough eyes. So you mm-hmm. want to continuously be doing something new. It, there's so much stuff. It's like biggest thing: get a mentor. That's all. Uh, really, let's say, get a mentor. Uh, reinvest your money back into your business and personal development. Go join certain groups, Facebook groups and, and, and any other movements out there. Uh, come to go to conferences, go to, go to workshops, seminars, all that stuff, and actually spend some money. Right? Don't just be afraid. Don't go to all the free ones. Go to the free ones too, don't get me wrong, because you're going to learn something. But you're not really getting real value. Once, once you pay, you pay attention. Exactly. When you pay, you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Right? You write so, that down. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, when you pay, you pay attention. You pay attention. Be, <laughs> yeah, because you know, and, you know, some people, you know, once you start getting more money, you know, you see, like, uh, I remember, so two months ago, my first month hitting a 10K month, so all by myself, and I was just like, whoa, right, and I looked like, bro, that was no money, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> so, but I know people don't even make that, you know, so it's just super, awesome. super humbling to come from where I come from and to be able to make that, and that kind of money in a month. And just by myself, but now I'm building a Congratulations, team. Congratulations, too! Know, that's and, that's and amazing. We're trying to we're trying to get all my clients to stay on board. Yeah. Make 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 something very close to that, if not more than that, right? So exactly. Um, um, that's that's super major, and when it comes to, to growing your business, you do I do tell people make sure you have a funnel in place. Um, the funnel that you know you gotta build up an email list. You gotta have an email list because if Instagram shuts down or disconnects your account or cancels your account. Facebook does the same thing. What happens when you're building an email list from MailChimp? Use MailChimp. I tell everybody use MailChimp or there's, there's I think, Aweber. There's Kajabi. There's, man, there's so many other things I can't think of. But primarily MailChimp is one of the biggest ones out there right now. And they allow you to collect emails and to link it like through an integration. So like Soundcar has an integration. ClickFunnel has an integration. Um, Kajabi has an integration. Like Zapier, people probably heard of Zapier. 
Yeah, I'm a little nerd, so don't get me wrong. Don't get don't don't play me. I'm from the hood, but I'm still a nerd. I love it. <laughs> I, get, I, get paid, I, get, I get paid handsomely to think, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, fellas. So all you fellas and, and females out there listening, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, do your thing, get your money, and you're going to be seeing people watch you from the outside when you're on the inside, right? Exactly. Are you, you, got, you, got, you got the bottle section. They're like, who is that? Was that nerdy yet? Yeah. Oh, now you're trying to get in my like, section. Oh, okay. Yeah, get out of my section. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you not coming to my birthday bash? It's going to be snatching because I just cast out five bands. Don't play with me. You're not coming. I don't know you now. Really? All right, so. But I yeah. Love it. I love <laughs> so it. Kevin, Kevin Hart saying, drop fire on these bitches. Drop <laughs> fire on these. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, um, um, what was I saying? What was I saying? Like, right, the email list. Yeah, be on the email list. Yeah, build emails through MailChimp. So you, the email list is important because that email list they'll, in MailChimp, they allow you to go back and retarget. That means go back and send another message via email to all those people. So say if you have an email list of, let's just say, most people start off like, a, like you know, 40 to 100. Mm-hmm. But those 40 to 100 people seeing your ad already, they clicked on, they got, they gave you information. They maybe got something for free. So say you got, so when I started, I did my free ebook, right? I was doing a free ebook and I ended up getting like 28 people to give me their name and email. Now, none of those people, they all, all of them got the ebook, right? They all got it for free. Then I was able to go back and send them all emails saying, hey guys, blah, blah, blah. I see you at the ebook. Now, which one of you guys are ready to start your business now? Now out of the 27, I had like three or four, right? Boom. Now I was charging about four to five hundred dollars at that time to start teaching how to start businesses. So I just made after maybe a month or two later, I made another fifteen hundred dollars off of three people. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so a week or two later, um I ended up um, you know, sending out another email when then I said, Hey, I noticed that only a few of you guys took advantage. Are you? Are the rest of you guys sure you don't really start a business? Boom! I got another five. Right now, that's twenty five hundred dollars. Right. So you're just going back to send out emails, and you keep sending those emails until you reach. Then you're now at the same time your email list is still growing, right? And you're getting referrals. And you're still making more money. So it's like this symbiotic system that keeps going. Now you've built the email list because more people are seeing your free stuff, and then you're running Facebook, Instagram, YouTube ads. You know, spend a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, some people up to ten thousand dollars. And giving a whole bunch of resources to build that email list. So the email list is key. So once you build your email list, then you know if you got an email list of ten thousand, you can easily, easily make. Off of, we're talking about twenty-seven dollar product. But twenty-seven dollar product, you can make twenty-seven thousand dollars off of ten thousand people. Ooh, I get this email list up. Okay, get your email list, y'all. Get your email list. Y'all start funneling people. So that's, one, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's why the funnel is important because the funnel once they go to your page, they on whatever it is they put their name and information in boom it's gonna automatically attach them to that email list and just keep adding and whether they buy from you or not that day because a lot of people will not buy from you it takes about you know five to seven connections five to seven emails before somebody and then at the same time if maybe they don't buy them from you for a year right and all of a sudden maybe it was because they didn't have enough money maybe they didn't it wasn't a priority for them maybe they were still working on a five and they weren't really ready to do what they what you want them to do or whatever their services products are mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they do remember because you always send them emails and they and they if they didn't un, if they didn't unsubscribe to you yet then that means they're still rocking with you that means you're adding value to them right send them little videos send them some of your podcasts send them your training send them your events send them some you know personal family stuff that you talk about or you know motivation or whatever the case may be 
through those emails, right? Everybody has it added to somebody's email list. And then, yeah, just give them some really good ad copy, ask some questions, always give them call to actions. Hey, you guys, if you're interested in, you know, get my book finally, boom, here it is. Oh, you know, uh, if you're interested in joining this conference that's coming up, boom, I'm doing a limited time for the next 100 people. I'm only going to charge, you know, $99 instead of, you know, $299 or whatever the number may be, right? And that people boom. in that email list get special discounts that the regular people that's not in the email list would exactly. not get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. special offers, right? So, yeah, that's why email list is super, super important. So, after you've done that, being able to resend out those emails, which we call drip content, sending out drip content because you're constantly over the week, you'll send out maybe, you know, three, three emails a week. Some people send out, some people send out two emails a day. That's, you know, 20, 20 in a week. And okay. but they may be small, they may be big, but uh, it depends. And they say, you know, the squeakiest wheel gets the oil, right? Mm. <laughs> so, and then you're always in the front of their face. So, as long as they don't unsubscribe to you, that means you're adding value to them and that you're important enough, your business or your services are important enough to be in their lives at this point. Because otherwise, they'll unsubscribe because they're like, ah, I don't really need that service, I don't really need those products. So, I'm gonna just unsubscribe to you. So and I think out of, out of, I think I have like an email list of like almost 500 now. I think I've only had like maybe not even 20 people unsubscribe. So uh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's a big right. email list, 500. I, that's doing good. I know he's going to keep building the building and getting more people on that email list. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I know you offer some tools for business like so what what tools do you offer i see i seen on your uh, instagram page um you mentioned that you have worksheets to even help organize your business so um yeah what so, other tools yeah. do you have to go along so we, with that so we do offer some free resources because you know and that's part of building our ml so once you go to my page a one plus com or a one at a one plus one underscore ps yeah if you go there on instagram or facebook a one plus one academy you'll see as uh, give you a link to a free, free, free resource list, sorry. And uh, yeah, so we teach you basically business organization. Um, we talk about like, uh, we do a social media content planner for you. I think in our, uh, what else is in our thing? I don't know. I really don't even, I haven't looked at it since because my marketing director did that. Uh, but mm-hmm. I know it's like one, I think it's like three to, oh, it might be more than that. It might be like five, three to five pages of just uh, how to's and what you should be doing. So, oh, you have a list of um, like, uh, 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 example of what you should be doing. So that's another thing too, and part of building your business infrastructure is planning out your week and your days and knowing like your months, your yearly goals and having those, uh, like, so every Monday I come in, or I know what I'm doing every Monday. Me and my marketing director, we go over business financials, look at the business bank account first. Say, so, okay, now let's look at the, let's look, what did we spend money on last week, right? What the budget was. Do we have any bills coming out this week, right? Um, what do we need to keep an amount in the business making account so we can cover those things? Okay, then now let's go to let's go to marketing. How much can we use of this money for marketing? Right? What do we what do, what do we want to focus on marketing this month? Do we want to focus on Facebook ads? Do we want to focus on Instagram ads? Do we want to focus on YouTube ads? Right? How much can we spend? Is it you know fifty dollars a week? Is it a hundred dollars a week? Depending on what's in the bank account. Then also, okay, um, you know kind of forecast for the next few weeks see what's coming out for you know any other bills or whatever um and then we kind of go from there so after that i think it's about two about say two hours then we move on to the next portion of our meeting which so mondays all mondays are administrative days and then we do okay let's do content planning now we look at okay um we need to go take pictures somewhere do we need to go 
Do we need to hire a videographer? Do we need to hire a photographer? Uh, do we need to hire somebody from fire? Look at staffing needs. What do we need? So all of, like we're talking, we're in detail in business. We're doing what our, our counterparts are doing. Well, a lot of um, minority entrepreneurs, and I'd say particularly black entrepreneurs, are not doing because you just don't know any better. And a lot of us are working by ourselves. So if you can find a partner, do your best to really humble yourself. Don't we have to change the mindset mindset of, oh, uh, I've always been like this. This is how I am. Accept me for that. No, we've got to make the change. We have to change too. We have Amen, to because right. we, we win. We win together. We win together. It's it, this, this is this is the saying that I heard and, and I believe it on my heart. And I'm not saying that we're racist at all, but I'm saying racism is a team sport. Every mm-hmm. race plays racism. I don't care who you are, except for black people. Caucasians, they play racism in the sense that, and I'm not in a negative way at all, but listen to what I'm saying. They play it to where they know they're going to take care of them first. Right. Asians know they're going to take care of Asians first. Indians know they're going to take care of Indians first. Muslims are going to take care of Muslims first. Black people are the only ones that don't take care of us and, and stick together first. We are second, third, maybe fifth at max because we have, we yes, obviously we have a lot of trauma to deal with. We have a lot of institutional racism that is there, but if and then the, we don't want to accept help either. Sometimes exactly. it's like, oh, I want to do this on my own. So you yeah, and then they're like, I did this on my own. I did it by myself. Yeah, but no, it's you too need much a pride. Team. We, Sometimes we need a team. you do. You need, no, you we need a team. Everybody like. Man, I, I, from, from getting the, the person, I have a, uh, just my one person, Karen. She's my new marketing director. She's lifted the biggest weight off my shoulders like I've never felt. I was doing marketing. I was doing everything. And I, so in business, if you don't market your business, your business is going to die. That's mm-hmm. the true statement. So I, I, was, I was trying to do marketing, but I still had to do fulfillment. So somebody said, Aaron, I want to join your four-week coaching. I got eight people in here. Pay me $1,500. I got to be on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I still got to do, now I'm taking an hour, hour and a half with them each day. I have my regular life. I have my other company. And then I have to still do marketing. Now, marketing takes forever. Now, where do I have the brain power for that? I don't have the brain power anymore. So mm-hmm. now Karen comes and says, I'm going to take all the funnel creation. I'm going to take the website design. I'm going to take the the marketing budget. I'm going to take helping you you don't have to think about scripting i'll do the scripting of the content all we got to do is talk about it boom oh my god now i can go back and be a ceo of my company right i can go acquire business business credit i can go acquire um you know net 30s and and you know fleet cards and make uh client acquisition i can go make sales so now we have more money coming in she can focus on the marketing piece right and then we get virtual assistants to do some of the the minuscule tasks like answering telephones, um, sending emails to the, to the main email and then dishing them out to other places, uh, other emails are, you know, uh, managers in the company, within the company, right? Um, and so I don't have to keep answering the phone, ask, answering the same questions that people are going to ask me every single day, right? Do you guys do websites? Yes, we do websites. Do you need to look at my website? No. So now, me as a CEO, I don't need to be answering the phone, answering those questions. Let us virtual assistant or let an assistant do that. Let, get an intern from one of the junior colleges or local colleges or high school kids that's going to come in and do those things for you. They'll do it for free. Exactly. Get somebody experience because they're going to be willing to eat. Like, I need experience in this. So you come on and be an intern with me. You gain knowledge and experience at the same time. Exactly. Okay. Okay. And you offer coaching classes as well as uh, business coaching classes. Correct. Yeah. So we do uh, business coaching. It's a four-week program. It's a business accelerator. 
and we take the exact same thing that uh, it's, it's basically all what's in the ebook, just more hands-on and in-depth. So we go through, you know, um, marketing. I'm sorry, um, business research. We do initial ground research, and uh, going into planning. We talk about marketing. We talk about how to build funnels. We talk about and then how to launch your business. I think your social media, filing your LLC or S corp or sole proprietorship, all those things. Yeah, okay. four weeks, and it's intensive. It's it's tough. It's challenging, but it's 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 really like the bare minimum of what you need to do. And, and a lot of people, yeah, they struggle with it. But the ones who get through it, they get through it, and then their business is up and ready to go. And they're they're more prepared. So what I do when I, and I say this because. I know if I had, if I would have been smart enough to get a mentor earlier on, and if I felt like I had trusted enough people, or I seen more people that look like me or took the opportunity, then I would have done it even faster. Mm-hmm. But it took me seven years to get all this knowledge and be able to charge the price that I charge. So what I what I tell people now is, you're not paying me for um, the, my services; you're paying me for my years of service. And I'm exactly. going to catapult. I'm going to catapult now. I'm going to catapult you in your business from year one to year three automatically, or from year one to year five automatically. Where I take, and so all those mistakes that I did on year one through six, one through five, you don't have to make those steps. Here goes the, proof, the blueprint. Now go ahead and follow it. And now you're going, your business, you're going to be ahead of me and by the end of this year, because I'm going to teach you how to build business credit too. I'm going to teach you how to get your net 30s. I'm going to teach you how to do all that stuff and start getting money for your business where you don't have to go to the banks because banks don't want to give minorities money in, in reality. Mm-hmm. We, don't, we don't, you know, we don't have, a lot of us don't have a great credit because we weren't taught about credit. We thought credit was bad. It was the devil or your parents put the, the PG&E bill in your name and yeah, our car bill, right? So is it, we joke about that stuff, but it's, it's, it's serious. It's serious. It's real. That is very real. Now we got to kind of fix it. Not kind of, we have to fix it. However, you know, and then we got to start teaching our children, our nieces and nephews and siblings how to do it. Building that yeah. generational wealth. That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, like you just gave us a whole bunch of information. Like I said, I've been taking notes and this knowledge is going to be very resourceful to me and I hope it was resourceful to everybody that's listening right now. Please don't just let it sit in your notebook. Do something with it, especially if you are already an entrepreneur or you want to become one. I need you to use all this knowledge that he just gave you. Um Tell us where we can find you. Give your Instagram name, your your website, everything to get in contact with you and your services. So uh, on Instagram at a the, the number one p l u s the number one uh, underscore p s that's our our business page on a one plus one underscore p s and then on Facebook, it is A1 Plus One Academy, LLC. You can type that in A1 Plus One Academy, LLC, Facebook. And you also join our, our free Facebook group. We have a private Facebook group. And then there we kind of um, give out, you know, a lot of resources and stuff like that. And then our website, www.a1, the letter A, the number one, plus1.com. That's where you can find us. Okay, y'all heard it. Go contact. I should be hearing back from him telling him he got a whole bunch of new people coming in and new people added to his email list. Okay, so please take this information and contact and get yourself together, get your business together so we can all grow. Okay, so Aaron, I thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Um, with this information, I learned a lot and I appreciate you coming on. Do you want to leave? 
our, uh, my listeners with any last words of encouragement. Oh, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Um, one thing I'm going to say to everybody who's listening is, again, I grew up in the hood. I got shot and I got stabbed. Um, I graduated high school, first person in my, in my family in 25 years to graduate high school, number one. And uh, graduated with a single mother home, basically. Um, you know, mother had an eighth grade ed- education. I was not supposed to make it. Again, I got shot and stabbed. I don't know how many times I got guns pulled on me and just all kinds of stuff. And I shouldn't be here, um, but I am. And yes, I'm here to tell you, you can do, like, I mean this. I'm not saying this because I'm trying to hype anybody up. It's not about that. It's because it's the truth. I am the example. Like, I graduated 1.7 GPA. They shouldn't have passed me. They passed me only because of government funding, which they do in all low-income areas and high schools. So I'm not proud of that, but I say that to say that now I'm an author. I'm a two-time business owner. I've consulted over 50 individuals. I've helped over 15 individuals, individuals start, launch, and grow their own companies. But the client, one of my most successful clients, making over $27,000 a month. Like, wow. so you, I don't, there's nothing you can tell me now. I'm, no, I'm not being cocky or arrogant. It's just, I've seen it. I'm living it. I am my living testimony. And yeah. that's one thing I want to tell everybody, man. If you have a dream, do it. Don't, do not, do not go to your grave and not share your specialty with the world. So yes. if you're a writer, write. If you're a poet, you know, do poetry. If you're an artist, draw. If you're a, uh, if you're a, if you can build cars from scratch, if you can bake, if you can, Man, I don't care if you're a stripper. <laughs> you stripper. better be a best goddamn Man, like, for real. Like, I'm serious because, you know, it's so much that, you know, we take life for granted. And my mom passed recently, which was the biggest eye-openers for me ever in my life. And if, if any of you, I mean, I know pretty, some of you may have lost your parents. You know exactly the pain that I'm talking about. And you know the, the feelings that I feel when I say what I'm about to say is do not take life for granted you have to live all gas no breaks nobody's coming to pay your rent nobody's going to you know really help you when you're sick you know except you got your day ones right but other than Mm -hmm. that if they're not paying your bills if they're not helping you in your life situation then it that's leave them right where they're at believe they're in in, in their in their in their opinions because their opinions of you does not reflect who you are that's just their thoughts that's their self-limiting beliefs if just because people don't can't see you doing it, sometimes they'll inadvertently say things to discourage you. Oh, I can't see you doing that. You gonna start a business, and ah, because because they can't see themselves starting a business, or if they have started a business, oh, and they talk bad, negative. That means they didn't have the grit, the fortitude to know. It'll, it took it takes eight to ten years, seven to ten years to really become an overnight success. Mm-hmm. So you gotta put in time. You gotta put in skin in the game, and then you are gonna see the success. So, man, you can do whatever. Do it. Don't let nobody tell you you can't. I'm a living, living testimony to that. And, man, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of me, and I'm proud of you, whoever you guys are, whoever you, who decides to take that next step in life. Just push past fear, and once you do that one time, you're going to keep doing it, and there's nothing that you can do. Trust me. There's nothing you can do. I'm your guy. I'm AG with A1, and thank you so much for letting me be on your, your podcast. It was, of course. It was amazing. And uh, I hope I hope I motivate somebody. I hope I change somebody's life. I don't want to just motivate you. I want to change you guys' life, man. So if you guys are ready, man, 
go to a1plus1.com. We're going to take care of you. Um, start, start, just start, start. Yes, start. That's all you said. Start. That was beautiful. That was some beautiful words of encouragement. Um, I'm proud of you. You are amazing. Your backstory is absolutely amazing to see you now and know what you do and know what you come from. It's an inspiration. And I believe that's the biggest thing you could be for somebody is an inspiration for them to go out and want to do their own thing because they believe and they saw you do it. So you know what? That's that's it. We ain't gonna say nothing else. This is this is <laughs> that's it. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I got some knowledge, and um, you'll see me and hear me on the next episode of Quantity Radio. We out. Peace out.